Megan here to introduce you to one of our favorite highlight episodes. This one is all about our good pal, Jughead Jones. With our introduction to the big three, I thought it might be nice to revisit some of these earlier episodes where we did a deep dive on a few of our favorite characters. Take care out there, everyone, and enjoy. Welcome to the Riverdale High AV Club. I'm Ezra. And I'm Megan. And we are here to bring you all things Archie, as we are, week after week. Because everybody loves a red-headed boy. I mean, how can you not? They're just the most attractive men always. <laughs> you know how I feel about attractive men. Mm, love, a, love a man. Sure do. Anyway. Especially Archie. <laughs> the best of men. The best of us all. He really is. So this episode... We are going to follow up on something that we mentioned in episode four and then failed to follow up on because we're noobs. Yes. And Um, there's so much to talk about, too. There's so much Archie content. To cut us some slack. Yes. But uh, we're going to talk about our our good friend Jughead, um, who we've talked about a lot. Yes. Um, But we really want to do a deep introspective analysis of Jughead Jones. Yes. What is his middle name? Percival? Pendleton. Pendleton. Yeah. Forsyth Pendleton Jughead Jones the third is his full name. That is um, so much. Yes. I, I was told at one point, I think by my boss, that uh, his the P stood for Percival, so I guess I can go to uh, Curtis and just tell him, it looks like you were wrong. Yeah. Well, um, when he listens to this podcast, as I'm sure he does eagerly, always, uh, he'll I'm, hear and he'll be crushed by the realization that he was wrong. He'll just, you know, have to come to me at work and say, you know, you were wrong. Hat in hand. You're the good comic boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're the good, good I, comic boy. I'm giving you my store now. <laughs> yes. So, uh, updates on me owning the store I work in. And it'll but, be uh, only Archie Comics only. then. Um, but yeah, so we got already off track <laughs> from that. What? But, yeah, so we're here to talk about our good friend Jughead. Who so, let's start with the basics here. I have talked about him a lot, because we really, I kind of love him. Jughead's a family man. Yes, he uh, definitely Yeah, you is. have in past episodes says that he's the best of the bunch. I am firm in that belief yes. that he is. Because I think he's not a great dude, but he's the best, for I sure. I mean, none of them are great. No, I don't think any of them are really Even Betty, who's great. set up to be the best, always. She's still... Well, that's... Yeah, I mean, that calls them, comes into, like, a weird moral falling down of her, like, own... I don't know. This isn't the Betty episode, Oh, though. God, I know. So, yeah, so. Jughead Jones... Yes. Um, his parents, who are named... Um, let's see if we can find it. There's no... Jug Dad and Jug Mom. Sure. Um, they basically just look like him. One with but a wig his and... his mom sometimes doesn't have the Jughead nose. They do change it a lot. I just found out his hat's called a whoopee cap, so that's We definitely good. already talked about that, too. <laughs> I'm just gonna open up the Wikipedia page for whoopee caps and look at that in a bit. But yeah, um, his big thing, he eats food. He yes, is loves food. The food boy. Um, there's a lot of plot he, lines. He always are... has a tab running at Pop Tate's Chocolate Shop. Never played it off. I'm. Seen... He's always getting kicked out of Veronica's house because he eats all of their food. Yes. 
I can see that he can be identified by his long nose and half-closed eyes. That is a thing. He That's does have, weird. like, kind of lazy... I mean, in those really early comics, his eyes were just straight-up closed. Yeah. Which was weird. Um, and his hat was a little bit different in design. It had, like, that dome inside mm-hmm. of the crown. Which I think is what the actual hat looks like. Yeah, I don't think real whoopee caps. It's just kind of a crown now. Yeah, I'm looking at Goober Pyle wearing a whoopee cap right now. Mm-hmm. There, there's one paragraph about whoopee caps, and then it just says, see also fedora and beanie. See also so. other kinds of hats? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, that's his thing. He eats food. He does not like women. Um, apparently, later is revealed to be an asexual character. Yeah, let's get into that, because doesn't yeah. the Wikipedia page have a section on his sexuality? And I'm looking at it right now. Why don't you um, share some highlights for me? I would love to. Um, it, it kind of talks about his vague philosophy on romantic relationships. Um, Isn't there an episode where he, like, imagines a world with no women and how great that would be, and then he wakes up in some weird alternate universe where there's no women, probably. they're just all gone... And Pop Tate makes some weird comment about how he got rid of the jukebox because he doesn't want two men dancing together. Oh, at that's store. right! Oh my gosh, I remember that. Yes, that was wild. And I was also about... having flashbacks to that episode of Fairly Odd Parents, where all the go- women oh, live yeah. in one place and all the men live in another. <laughs> that was a good one. But um, basically, that according to Wikipedia, and I would say this is fairly true, his philosophy is um, basically that dating. Is complicated, overly complicated, unnecessary, and costs you money that you could spend on burgers, which I mean, that specifically, is true. burgers are his thing, too, we yeah. should say. He'll eat any food, but There's another episode I'm remembering where somebody, I think, one of the girls is trying to get Jughead to give, like, a serious answer about something, and he always gives joke answers to everything. They're like, what do you think about China? And he's like, looks great on a white linen. <laughs> That's and lovely. they're frustrated that they can't get a serious answer about anything. And then Archie's like, oh, you just need to ask the right question. Oh, God. I'm and he says, describe the perfect burger. And he just goes off. Doesn't the <laughs> yeah. comic end with him be like describing they're it? Like, they're like, he's been describing it for two hours <laughs> Yeah, now. exactly. They're just done with this shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, he so. He has a love of burgers. He's a love of burgers and a... Not even necessarily, like, a disinterest, but sometimes a straight-up, often a straight-up hate of women. Which is strange, because in a lot of ways, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem to mind women platonically. I think it's purely in the, like, the guise of romance that he does not like women. His best friend is Archie, who is a dumb idiot obsessed with women. It specifically says his philosophy is gained from observing Archie's romantic entanglements, which is pretty true. Which would probably tire anyone out. Yeah, be around honestly, that constantly. and it would probably give you a pretty skewed view of what high school relationships are like. I mean, to be honest, all high school relationships are terrible. Is that too broad? That's no, that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, let's I think, let's qualify it. Ninety percent of high school relationships are terrible. I if agree you're with in that. a great relationship and you're in high school, you're good the exception. For you. <laughs> well, Archie is not a good example yes. of romantic anything. Yes. Yeah, and there's even been, like, crews of girls that have been either interested in getting him We did interested. touch on we mentioned those. Twist, but there was an earlier yeah. one, too. I'm looking at it, the United Girls Against Jughead. <laughs> Which is um, just fascinating to me, that people are so involved in his romantic life, 
Did they feel the need to organize and form societies based around it? Which is great, because the whole concept, too, is that the guys are going to be like, Jughead's got it right. We don't like women either. And <laughs> yeah, that's is that the, the girl... concern? I think that generally Ugh. is the concern of the women, is that they're like, <laughs> Jughead's going to turn all the other men against us, which it's not how that works. No, it's really um, not. Which is, I don't know, that calls into some weird things about, um, I don't know, the weird gender roles that are present in Archie, which we've touched on some. Yeah, there is a really upsetting comic I read yesterday when I was looking for through some of our digests here that was uh, Betty and Nancy talking about how hard it is to be a girl. Oh. It's not great. I can't imagine that Their reasonings were like, girls always have to carry purses and cry at movies. Oh, boy. <laughs> but um, it sucks worse to be a boy because I don't even remember the reasoning. Let me see if I can easily flip to it here. Well, while you're finding that, I, we'll just take a quick... quick oh, uh, I found it. <laughs> oh, there we go. I marked it. It's called Girls Rule, Boys Drool. Which is a great start. That's and it not opens even with original. Betty saying, "You know, Nancy, I'm glad I'm a girl, and I wouldn't change it for anything." To which Nancy responds, "I'm sure Archie likes that idea too." Oh, gross! And then Betty says, "I wanted to make a radical statement. It's frustrating to be female." To which Nancy gasps and drops her magazine in horror. And yep, they're upset about lovely. <laughs> Because girls, if they wear the same outfit at a party, are upset, and that's difficult. That's the only thing. And also, one of the big problems. Yeah, wearing makeup sucks. And if boys wore the same outfit to a party, they'd probably be best buddies. Oh, Jesus. And then Nancy says, "It's great to always carry a purse, because then boys have to borrow pencils from you." Oh my god! And this is. We can put makeup on and then put it all over boys when we kiss them with our lipstick. Oh boy. This is like, not to dunk on Mad Magazine, but this is like Mad Magazine's understanding of women circa like 1970. Yeah, and then it ends with, you know the best part about being girls? We're not guys. And then they see Archie and Chuck looking like disgusting slobs and burping and scratching themselves. And I guess the... uh, Implication is that dudes... The implication here is that... It's fine for women to work harder than men on their appearances because men are gross, and who would ever want to be one? So, hmm. maybe Jughead's got the right idea. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I'd also like to just, real quick, <laughs> yeah. um, I found one when I was looking through my own Archie dot, dot This is a World of Archie Comics annual, which the cover is just him getting licked by his dog. Um, with, okay. I think his name Vegas? Sometimes. Um, anyway, but basically the whole comic is Archie being a horrible sexist monster. Oh, great. Um, he starts by doing laundry, calling Betty up just so she can walk over and bring him detergent. Good, good. He then says, thanks, girls are so much better at washing clothes. (laughs) So she dumps the detergent on his head. Thank you, Betty. He fucks up the washer because he puts in way too much detergent. He goes to the laundromat. He meets a cute chick. I'm sorry. A new cute chick. Oh, good. Um, she shows him how to wash. They talk. She gives him a ride. And then, oh, no, her car doesn't work. So he starts looking. He can't fix it because he's a fucking idiot. Does Betty show up and fix it now? Betty shows up. But first he says, buzz off. Fixing cars is a man's domain. Oh, my God. To which she just tightens the distributor cap. And then the car starts, and then the girl in the car who was going to give him a ride home says, it took a woman to fix it. And then Betty, being a 
fucking G leans in the window and says, he even said doing laundry was a girl's job. <laughs> like how Betty's still there. <laughs> the woman peels out and covers him in mud. I assume knocking Betty to the ground because she was leaning in the car window. Apparently she turn. just vaporized because she's gone. <laughs> she's gone now. Um, but that just leads Archie to do his own laundry again. Um, Great. But I mean, when that's your like best friend, then like that's what your example of like this is how women are treated. Ooh, and Jughead how... just has some bad ideas about gender roles. I think yeah, I think most As of Riverdale seems in Riverdale. to. Be. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, but yeah, like it just is a pretty whack little situation he's in. Um, it seems like at one point he was confirmed to be asexual for the new uh, Jughead comics. That really? They yeah. Written by Chip Zdarsky, who I only recently got to know by reading an incredible Spider-Man comic he wrote. That's awesome. Yeah, so Zdarsky fucking kills it. And yeah, he confirms that um, Jughead is asexual. I just saw a quote from him saying, the next writer could make him discover girls or boys or both, and that's totally fine. Which I think is pretty cool. Um, And I think that's... I also just found a very... a, um, a section called Special Abilities... Um, which seems like an interesting thing. Um, it just kind of <laughs> describes his hobbies more than special abilities. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's a special ability. I like, guess so. I have the ability to craft a table out of wood. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's Jughead's hobby. He's shown to be but... extremely intelligent. Um, extremely his... the word we want to use. It also, then the next paragraph says his intelligence varies from story to story. Um, huh. Once it was revealed in Little Archie that Jughead was second only to Dilton Doily. What? Yeah. Um, Professor Flutesnoot implies that Jughead's brain burns all the calories, which isn't how brains work. No, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, but we also should mention... Anyone struggling with weight, you're just not smart enough. Yeah, that's how it goes. You just gotta think harder, I guess. According to uh, who's a very a bastion a of scientific doctor, knowledge? A prominent doctor, I'm sure. What was his name? Dingle. I don't know. Grindelwald. Grindelwald flutes. No, that's that's right. That's right. Um, I also am just looking at his significant others. It says Betty Cooper, which I guess is the TV show. Yeah. Um, January McAndrews. Don't know who it's that is. It's just January Jones. Uh, Midge Clump at one point, which is the Archie marries Betty slash Veronica. I think. Don't they hook up on that? I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't think, read all of that. But um, also in the Ethel weird Muggs, movie, which, no. he and Midge get together. Was that movie? Oh, we got to look that up. The Return to Riverdale? Return to Riverdale, yeah. yes. It's from um, the 80s or 90s. And Midge is, not Midge, Ethel is a hot model babe. Oh, And okay. she's like, I was going through an awkward time when I was in high school. <laughs> okay. I mean, fair but enough. But I guess I've always loved you, even now that you're old and bald or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't it. seen that movie since I, I was, like, a child. I also have found a list of his relatives that I wasn't able to find oh, good. earlier. Mom, uh, so Dad, it's, and Jug Dad. I mean, Forsyth Mom, is the dad's Dad, name. Jug Dad. <laughs> I like Jug Dad. <laughs> Mom, Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we did say Jug Mom and Jug, jug Dad Mom on an earlier Dad. episode. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so the father's Forsyth, because Forsyth. You know, Jughead yeah, it's the third. Yeah, the family name. Yeah. Um, the mother is Gladys. Uh, and then there's his little sister, Forsythia Jellybean Jones. Oh, wait, and he's got the cousin, Soupad. Soupad. Um, and we also can never forget his other cousin. Oh, yes. Bingo Wilkins. That Wilkins boy. That Wilkins boy. Which is, we learned how Katie Keene was introduced, right? 
Uh, yeah, that's right. The last episode. Yeah, she um, appeared in like an early Wilkins Boy, or it was um, one of those comics that had like a bunch of comics, like yeah. it had Wilkins Boy and Katie Keene as mm-hmm. a little side uh, thing. God, what were those called? Archie and Friends. They had also, there was like Laugh was yeah. one. And Laugh, there was like Pep. I think Pep was when she premiered. Mm-hmm. Um, now late Pep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like saying Pep comics. Yeah, um, reasonable. But I mean, you know, he's also the drummer for the Archies, which mm-hmm. is like, you know. Probably the, the only band. one who doesn't sing. Yeah, I think so, honestly. Um, his hat is a big plot point, weirdly, in some. Oh, yeah. There's like the one where he gets the pin. Yeah, and we the got into this a little bit him, in our previous his, episode. His weird uncle um, is, shows up. Um, he's got a weird. Does his uncle have a name? Is that listed under family? I couldn't. I'm trying to find it right now. I can't. I feel find like if it we so search Jughead's weird uncle, we're gonna get a weird. I'm just area. gonna Google it. Um, I also should like to mention that there's the Jughead Time Police series. But there's also a newer series that's the Jughead The Hunger. Yes, so good. Well, because we've talked about before, we've gone a little bit into the Archie horror series. Now, the first one was The Afterlife with Archie, right? Yes, that's correct. And that started with Jughead and Hot Dog. Right. Um, Getting into spoiler territory, you know, he... the first five pages, yeah. Yeah. So it's not... Early spoiler territory. He, um... I think Hot Dog got hit by a car. He was... Something Died somehow. I think think it was a car. Probably Reggie hit him or something shitty like that. Probably, and he takes him to Sabrina, and Sabrina tries to bring him back to life, and he's a horrible... It's very Pet cemetery. Yes, it very Pet cemetery. Um, and, um... Which is kind of... Which then is very cool. I think Jughead's probably the first one to get turned. And I think, yeah, if I remember correctly... The disease spreads through Riverdale. He, um... Which also loosely inspired the Jughead the Hunger series. Right. Which is its own fun series that does meet up with Vampironica. Yeah, Isn't there's there a, a crossover, crossover I haven't series read that called yet. Jughead the Hunger vs. Vampironica. I've read the first two copies of um, Jughead the Hunger, and I read the first trade of Vampironica. Okay, I have yet to read the uh, Vampironica there, but yeah. I think I might have found his weird uncle while we oh, were good. talking. Um, I think his name is Herman, does that sound right? Yeah, it's um, a weird uncle name. Yeah, yeah, this weird weird guy, like old yep, fat guy. Yeah, he looks like Jughead but old Uncle and Herman, um... And he always shows up with weird shit. Like, he owns a novelty shop, I think, was his thing. him and a bear. Here's one where he's getting thrown around by a gorilla, it looks like. That's oh, right! I remember that. Because he thinks that he turns Jughead into a gorilla. I don't understand where they get these weird plot points. It ends with him getting admitted to a sanitarium. Cool. Um, <laughs> just... How old is it that they're calling it a sanitarium? Um, it's pretty old. This looks like some good old, like... 50s animation. Yeah, 50s, 60s right yeah, there. fully eyes closed Jughead. Yeah, Uncle Herman's Jekyll and Hyde potion. Um, but, yeah, like, he's just kind of almost just like the oddball in Riverdale, I'd say. Yeah. Because he's very outside of, I don't know, the rest of the gang. He doesn't mm-hmm. fall, like, and I, you mentioned it, he has his dog, Hot Dog, but he doesn't really fall in line with the rest of their shit. Yeah. Um, which which I think is why I like him so much. And I think it's because he doesn't give in to that pure, like, id or ego. I can never remember which is which. Yeah. Um, where, like, Archie does constantly. <laughs> yeah. And it just ruins things. And Jughead seems to be more so the voice of reason. 
Yeah, um, I mean, they're both single-minded, but about different things. Yeah, I actually have a really great example of this kind of dichotomy of Jughead compared to the Reg and the Arch, um, as presented in Jughead 1, First Love, which is a very good caveman story. Good, good. Um, so it starts with um, Jughead singing and carrying a big club, wearing a good old leopard skin uh, tunic. And then the Archie and Reggie cavemen, which look just like them with kind of shaggier hair. Uh-huh. They just haven't gotten a haircut in like a month. Yeah. Because um, when you're cavemen, your hair grows slightly longer and then stops. <laughs> yes. Um, he doesn't know what his name is because he's never had a name, so they just decide to call him Jughead. They're just like, you look like a Jughead. Well, they know um, what jugs are, so... I guess. Uh, they ask him about girls, and he says, I don't know, how do you prepare them? And <laughs> while he's asking them and talking to them about girls, he beats up a dinosaur, it looks like. Okay. And then they say, they're not food. And they're not, what good are they? He meets the girls. Um, he says, they're weird-looking guys. Um... They kiss him to see what he, like, they're like, he is a different from the other two. So they try, they say, let's try him. He might surprise us, which sounds kind of What honest. a weird concept that he's just unaware of the concept of women. How was he raised in he this? He was just kind of just born into existence, you know, made yeah. out of uh, Adam's rib or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just dropped into caveman times, how cavemen were made, Megan. Of, of course. Um, so yeah, they kiss him, they say it sucked, he, um, (laughs) Archie and Reggie ask him how it was, and he says it made me hungry, and then Reggie starts talking about love, Jughead thinks love is a food, Reggie says it's not food, What? then Jughead says what good is it, and then this is where it gets kind of weird, Reggie asks when that girl kissed you, you know, that lip business, didn't it have any effect? So Jughead says, well, yeah, it was like rain, like butternut trees, shiny rocks, red clay, cold weather, caves. Archie asks, what have all those things got in common? So he says, they make me hungry. And it ends with him just chasing a tyrannosaur with a stick. Okay. To go, I assume, kill it and eat it. So that's, you know, that's primeval Jughead, but that's basically Jughead right there. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, that's our needle-nosed, crown-wearing boy. He's, uh, he is something else. Yes. He's something different. Yes. In the rest of the Riverdale crew. Yes, I definitely agree with that. He is, I mean, I said it already, he's kind of the odd man out. Yeah. Especially even in, like, appearance. Like, all of the other characters kind of look like each other. That is true. (laughs) You know, like, you know, Betty and Veronica are just straight up palette swaps. Yes. And, like, different hair colors and styles. Reggie and Archie are pretty much the same as well. Yeah. Reggie looks slightly meaner. Jaw. I think yeah. they drew that like give him kind of a lantern jaw thing. A little bit villainous. Yeah, but I think yeah that kind of co- covers the bases for our good friend Jughead. Yeah. I think he's in a gang in the TV show, which we'll get into later. I what? Um, yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, there's our there's our good friend Jughead. Sounds good. Yeah. Now I do have a segment I'd like to introduce. Ooh. Okay. So I don't have a title for this. I don't have your knack for coming up with good titles. We'll find something, I'm sure. Um, so if you or anyone listening has an idea, send it to me. Yes. Um, I'm going to give you three brief descriptions of an Archie comic. Okay. That I have. Two of them are going to be real. Okay. One of them I have created from my brain. 
Okay. So you need to guess which one of them is real. But oh there's also a challenge for our listeners. Mm. Because I think over the past 80 years, every iteration of every concept has been in an Archie comic somewhere. So if my made-up Archie comic is actually a real comic somewhere... Listeners, send it to us, please. Yes, I would love that. We'll come up with some kind of prize for you. At the very least, we'll give you a shout-out um, somewhere, yeah. either on social media or on the podcast here. Yes, you'll we'll be our favorite out. listener. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. I'm going to just read these three descriptions to you. I will close my eyes. <laughs> okay. Take it all in. All right, so the first one. Uh, Veronica is riding a horse around the lodge mansion, and mm-hmm. her dad freaks out and yells at her okay. and tells her she has to practice her horse outside. Oh, she was right. Yeah, she was inside. Inside, okay. (laughs) Around the outside. No. So she goes outside with the horse, and her new neighbor Trudy is there and invites her to practice riding at her stables. And Veronica spends the day learning horse tricks with her new friend. Wait, does Veronica have neighbors? Yeah. Oh. There's another one. I was reading recently where she's complaining about them building their new house next door. (laughs) I always just imagine the lodge house on top of a hill with no one around. (laughs) It's depicted differently because sometimes it's like in town and sometimes it's like it appears to be in the wilderness outside of town. Like a Mr. Burns-esque manner. Anyway. So she spends the day learning horse tricks with her new friend. And then afterwards, the two of them go to the chocolate shop where Archie asks what they've been up to all day. And Veronica says with her new friend, Trudy, oh, you know, just horsing around. Oh, God. And they share a knowing look. And Archie's just kind of like, oh. <laughs> okay, okay, so that's the so first that's one. The first one, okay. Number two. Nancy and Betty take Veronica jogging with them. Uh-huh. And it's one hilarious incident after another. <laughs> First, smog from a car gets in Veronica's face and chokes her. Okay, and then it okay. rains, and then some dogs chase them. Where are they jogging? <laughs> Just for Riverdale. <laughs> it's a terrible and then Veronica time. falls down, which I guess scares the dogs away, and then her dad drives by and offers to give her a ride. And she's like, oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I just have to stop at this photo shoot for my new athletic apparel company. And he gets there, and the photographer's like, Oh no, our female model didn't show up, so we just have all these hot guys and no girl to model with them. Okay. She looks like a great fit. Okay. So they have Veronica model with them, and then the director or the photographer is like, you did such a great job, please come to our swimsuit modeling shoot next week, and then all the male models ask her out on dates. And then she goes to the chocolate shop, and Betty's like, Veronica, I'm so sorry we made you come jogging with us. And Veronica's like, it's the best thing that happened to me all year. No, it wasn't. The jogging was (laughs) terrible. The dad thing was unconnected. (laughs) So then number three, (laughs) Veronica loses her history book, and apparently she can't use Betty's notes to study for some reason. So she offers a $50 reward to anyone who finds her book. Which, of course, prompts every student in the school to lose their mind for the concept of $50. Yeah, that sounds right. And they tear apart the school, and Mr. Weatherby's like, what the fuck is happening? And then he turns around, and the teachers are also tearing apart the school. (laughs) Because apparently $50 is so much money. Okay. And at the end of the day, everyone comes to tell her they didn't find it, and then she realizes she's actually been holding it the entire time. What? <laughs> and then we close on Principal Weatherby asking if everyone's still looking for the book, and Betty responds, No, they're looking for Veronica, who is hiding. Oh my god. 
Because I okay. guess they're going to kill her. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> you just beat her up. That seems to happen yeah. a lot. All right. So those are oh our God, three that's contenders. That's a really hard choice. Yeah. Okay. So we've got horse time. Uh-huh. Uh, bad jogging. Uh-huh. And book shenanigans. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Those are all... They could all be easily <laughs> the Archie comics. <laughs> Maybe all three of them are. See, the first one I want to say, like... It's just, like, nothing enough that it's a perfect Archie comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but then the second one's also such, like, they all fit perfectly. <laughs> the second one is just that exact, like, it's, you know, the exact formula where it's, like, something shitty happens that leads to a good thing. So they're mm-hmm. like, it was the best shitty thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Which isn't how it works. You know, like that episode where someone gets hit by a car and then a movie star <laughs> saves them or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the third one is just like, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, I I think I'm going to go with the third one. The third was, one? Was fake. No. What? What was the fake <laughs> the one? The first one. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The third one, she just was holding her book, in fact, clutching it to her chest when they all tell her that she, they can't find it anywhere. Was she, okay. And then she drops it. I don't know if this is something you noticed when you read it. Did they bother drawing her holding it in all the other panels? Because if <laughs> no, so, no, I have to check. Okay, I think it's that was this very one. good, though. Oh my god, I cannot <laughs> wait for another. I thought one of the those. Trudy detail would would really seal it because they always have dumb names they for really new do. characters. Yeah, and the fact that two of them ended at the chocolate shop, I was yeah. like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> like, and that ending on a horse and a round pun. Uh huh. That is formulaic, Archie. That was okay. Here it oh is. Oh my gosh, that's where so she's good. looking for her book. Um, Jughead looks for her book in the bottom of a bowl of soup. I don't think they did. No, they do. She's holding a pile of books in every scene. Lovely. Yep, she's holding a book under her arm here. Well, and they then she she here. She, like, swings her arm, and the book falls out of its cover, and Betty's like, is this it? And she's like, I guess I forgot I put a different cover on it. Oh my god. Which also is a weird thing to do, I think. Switch covers? Yeah. I guess yeah. it's, like, a thing people do. I never really did book covers in high school. Yeah. I know a lot of teachers made you do it, but it really? annoyed me. Yeah. Why? Wit to which. Why would they make you put a book cover on it? To protect the book, I guess. Because, like, I don't know, at least in Chelsea, like, in our high school, yeah, they require, the books just get reused, like, years and years and years. So once you're done, you can hand it back in. Hmm. And if it's all trash, the next person, I don't know. I don't know. It was dumb. I was um, homeschooled, so I didn't yeah. do that shit. Yeah. Good. Probably. Honestly. <laughs> um, but, oh my god, that was fantastic. I'm glad. Uh, yes. No, I So cannot. now, listeners, if you know Wait. an episode where Veronica's riding a horse around her house... I'm sure. It's got to have Yeah. Happened. Well, it was oh so hard gosh. to come up with, like, a fake one, because everything I could think of, I was like, no, I've read one that's that. Yeah. Nope, I remember that one. I was going to say, I feel like that's going to be the hardest part, uh, like, <laughs> yeah. of, is coming up with something that they haven't done yet, mm-hmm. honestly, because... It's a lot of years. The, yeah, 80 years with... 8 billion comics a year, it seems like. Yeah. Um, oof. 
Well then. Well, I think you maybe had interest in doing a Bizarchi. I did. Yeah, I would love to get a Bizarchi in. Okay, but stop throwing the I comics do down next the comics to the microphone. Down, literally in front of the microphone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I realized that as soon as okay. I did it. So what I have is a copy of Betty and Me, okay. number 96. This looks very old to me. It was 35 cents. So, wait, didn't you say there's, like, yeah, a date on inside? Yeah, text block there. 1978. Okay, so we Published got nine times 42, a year and... 32. Wait. Oh, no, that's referring to Betty and me. Anyways. 32 years. God. No, 42. <coughs> 42 years. Holy that's cow. That's crazy. That's wild. Okay. Okay, so this is the mystery of the silent witness. And I'll <laughs> add the cover of this because we have... Betty and Archie are boating through a swamp, One of as you do. Swamps. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a girl identical to Veronica <laughs> hiding in the woods in raggedy clothes. I'm pretty sure it is Veronica. <laughs> yeah. Don't the worry. It's relevant. Place. Okay. So Archie and Betty are just boating through the swamps. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm just going to read this first intro box. Oh, please do. Because it's very good setup for this whole comic. Lovely. Pulling the light skiff through the murky swamp that hot summer day, Betty and Archie expected to run into an interesting variety of wildlife. But the creature Archie so aptly labeled the Swamp Girl was somewhat of a surprise. This sounded... So that's a great thing to call anybody, Archie. You dick. (laughs) I'd also like to point out that for the first, like, sentence, that sounded like Dashiell Hammett. (laughs) Just, like, very well, like, evocative. And then it's like, Archie and Betty. So they chase down this swamp girl that they see in the woods. That wouldn't scare her at all. She runs away. Archie says, don't be afraid, girl. We're not going to hurt you. (laughs) And then she faints. And they're like... We've got to get help for her. And instead of, like, taking her to the hospital or the police, Archie says, Old Captain Hickory's houseboat. <laughs> we can be there in minutes. So they... And then Betty Hickory. says it might be harmful to move her too far. Which does seem reasonable. Like, you don't want to yeah. lose someone that might have a head injury. This girl's clearly fucked up. Um, but then they just carry her from the boat into the houseboat, which is not something you should do if someone might have a head injury. Uh, and Probably, Captain yeah. Hickory is like, give her some food, she's just starving. And then she can't speak for some reason. Also, might add, looks like every boat captain from every media <laughs> yes. ever. He's an old man with, with a, a beard hat. and a boat hat. <laughs> and suspenders. And I'm pretty sure, is that a pipe I see? It is. It's a pipe, alright. It's a pipe. Uh, Archie trips over a loose board. <laughs> That's clearly a plot point that the captain's gonna hammer that back in that board. second. <laughs> The girl hears the tapping and freaks out, and then Archie grabs her, where she struggles violently. Just like, why is no one calling the police? Yeah. I don't know. You found a strange girl in the... They're like, And then she's like, oh, it's just a hammer. I guess it's fine. So they just decide to go hunting for her family again, instead of calling the police. Why do they always take Betty's them? dad calls his friend at police headquarters. So there are cops in Riverdale, at least. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't always seem like um, it. Well, first, wait. Betty says, I'll have my dad call his friend. Um, where does she say The it? head of cops. My, his friend in the Missing Persons Bureau, which is, is not that... the same as the police. No. But anyways, he calls his friend in the police, and okay. she's a missing heiress who's going to inherit millions from her grandfather, and they're like, why would she run away? I can't fathom any reason. And then her 
uncle is like, oh, yes, I'm the legal guardian. Where's my poor, poor niece Alice? And then they, like, take him to the houseboat. Again, with no police involvement at all. Of course. Strange man. And then when she hears the tapping of her uncle's cane, she jumps out the window of the houseboat and goes back into the swamp. And they're like, (laughs) what possible reason could she have for doing that? I can't imagine. And then Betty realizes that it's because of the tapping of his cane, which she's inspired to realize by Archie tapping his fingers on the table. Because they sound the same. Uh Uh-huh. A cane on boards and fingers on table. So they realize that she's afraid of her uncle, and then they realize that the uncle is watching them from across the street. Oh, very clearly. (laughs) Yeah. Very clearly. Archie's like, someone's watching us. It's not like in Sherlock. And then Betty's like, like, I've got my binoculars. (laughs) And so they run upstairs, and this... Here, it specifies, choosing a bedroom with Venetian blinds, Betty peered between the slats, focusing on the tree across the street. You've got to get there that. There was no doubt. It oh. was Uncle Jason. Oh. I'd also like to just real quick add, Bureau of Missing Persons or Missing Persons Bureau is not a government entity that exists. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> so probably Betty's dad just called his random friend from hey, college. Hey, Joe, did you know where this yeah. girl is? Uh-huh. So, um, they decide to see if he keeps following them, and they walk over to Veronica's house, and they're like, he's there! And Veronica's like, what the fuck's happening? And then they're like, Veronica, can you pretend you're the heiress? So it does come into play that they look identical. Well, it's nice that they actually address that. So they put Veronica in raggedy clothes. And kind of fuck up her hair, I guess. And fuck up her hair. And then they, uh, go back to the houseboat, and Veronica pretends to be the girl, and also runs to the houseboat, and they're like... Now when he comes in, (laughs) we've set a trap for him, so we'll drop this net on him and wrap him up in a cocoon of net. (laughs) The most elegant way. not calling the cops at any point. My god. Literally, but instead of trying to break into the houseboat, he just cuts it loose from the dock, (laughs) and it's gonna go over Suicide Falls. Why is it called that? (laughs) Why is this houseboat anchored just above Suicide Falls? What's up, Captain Hickory? Where do you (laughs) like to sleep, old Um, Hick? So it immediately goes into the waterfall. Oh, good. (laughs) Sorry, it's going towards the waterfall, and they're like, oh, no. And then something stops it magically, and they say, it worked. For a minute, I was worried. What? And back on the dock, sorry, here, I'll read this. Back on the dock, the murderous Uncle Jason was somewhat shaken. And he's like, what? It stopped? And then, um, Betty's dad and the cops show up, guns drawn. (laughs) Whoa, the cops did show up. (laughs) Yeah, the cops did show up. Apparently they've been involved this whole time. That was a sting operation. Uh Uh-huh, and, uh, yep, they strung a a cable across the river. In case he cut the, the boat loose, this cable they strung up would stop it from going over the falls. Why would you leave that up to chance? (laughs) Oh, so what kind of cable is this? Yeah. And they're like, from we, we thought you might try this. It wasn't even your niece. That was just a little web these youngsters spun for you. What the fuck? And then he says, Ack, done yeah. in by a bunch of kids. All right, Scooby-Doo, chill Uh-huh. <laughs> and then oh, Betty's like, Captain Hickory, did you find Alice? And he's like, I did. I left her right where I found her. And Archie's like, you left her in the swamp? <laughs> and he says, no, I left her with Voodoo Rose. What? 
Yikes. So she was just chill the that whole time? That old conjure lady who lives in the swamp? And then they go to get the heiress, and he says, Voodoo, Rose doesn't know beans about voodoo. She's pure American Indian. And then apparently she used her Indian witch magic to cure the heiress of her not talking fear. I do like the look of her, though. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's got a good aesthetic going on. She does. With her button-up shirt and ripped jeans. Like, tucked in, sleeves Mm -hmm. rolled up, yelling at these shitty people putting up to her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? So then, um, Alice, the heiress, comes bursting out from the cabin and says, I'm glad to see you! I'm talking! Listen to me! Oh my god. Rose gave me some sort of tea. (laughs) What? So, magic tea. tea. Yeah. And then Veronica says, you're rich and free from danger. And she says, Sigh, I'll never be as rich as Rose and Cap'n Hickory, that's... who are talking in the distance, and I don't really know what that's referring to. I guess just, like, rich in culture. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I also like that they have they can't ever have the heiress and Veronica have the same, like, level yeah. of hair. So the heiress, so the heiress now has hair good is hair, better now. and Veronica's hair is shitty, so you can tell them apart. Mm-hmm. What a strange tale. Yeah, so that's the story of the Swamp Girl. Or as it's titled, The Mystery of the Silent Witness. God. To what? I guess the uncle tried to scare her to craziness, which is kind of upsetting when you think yeah. that he did something so traumatizing that she lost the ability to speak. Yeah, it's true. Which I really don't want to know what really, that was. I don't think they really understood the implications of what they were saying. Yeah. When... They said that. Probably just some big spiders. I don't know. Yeah. They just put a big old plum in her bed. She wasn't expecting it. Did you say a plum? Yeah. It's like when you put a cucumber behind a cat and they freak their shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. But if you like, imagine, (laughs) imagine you woke up in bed and there's just a giant plum. (laughs) How freaked out would you be? I would be confused. I don't know if I'd be so scared (laughs) I lost my ability to speak. I don't know. We'll have to see. I guess we will. We'll find out. Maybe if mm. Megan's not talking next episode, it's because I've put a plum in her bed. That's true. That would be weird. Especially since I don't live with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I all think right that's then. about all we have time for here today. Yeah, I think that probably about um, wraps us up. If at all you would like to get in contact with us, there's so many do. ways you can do it now. We, we have, have website. Now. Yeah. It's rhsavclub.com. Or you can do riverdalehighav.club, right? Yep. Riverdalehighav.club or rhsavclub.com. Mm-hmm. All our episodes will be there. Yep. And then you'll also find links to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook group. Yes. So Twitter and Instagram, you can get us at riverdalehighav. And and then our Facebook group is Riverdale High AV Club. Yes. And then our email is going to be Riverdale High AV Club at gmail.com. Yep. Um, and so please, yes. you know, drop us a letter. Let us know what you think. And also, yeah. if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever Spotify or whatever. Using. Yeah. Whatever. Um, program you're using and if you tell your friends about us. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't even feel like leaving a review, just, you know, tell your friends about us. If you like Archie, um, just let them know, hey, there's this podcast going. And if they're into Riverdale particularly, let them know we'll be doing that very soon. Yes, and um, it might be fun for people into Riverdale to hear some history of the show that spawned Riverdale. Yeah, and exactly. Or the series that spawned Riverdale and that spawned 
you know, Sabrina and um, Katie Keene and Cheryl Blossom. Like now. Yeah. Sabrina's already out. Yep, Katie Keene's or coming out a month in from when we February. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah. So that might be out by the time this episode drops, or Probably. almost out. Yes. Yeah, just so, about out, it looks like. Yeah. But yeah. So, so yeah, tell your friends about us. Yeah, and I think that's... Keep listening, and, you know, we'll, we'll see you at the chocolate shop. Thank you.